Hi. 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 <sighs> I'm so glad you're here. My name is Shane, and I'd like to welcome you to the Barefoot Office. I invite you to take off your shoes, take a few deep breaths, maybe light a candle, and spend some time with Jesus. Today in the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to John, And as I read, let your mind relax, your body relax, and just listen to these words. And when something pops up for you, something makes a connection to your life, something sounds interesting or unusual, strange, or just good, hold on to that word, that phrase, that sentence, that image, and we'll reflect on it. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he should lay down his soul for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I call you slaves no longer, because the slave does not know what his Lord is doing. But I have called you friends, because everything I have heard from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you should go and bear fruit, and your fruit will last, so that whatever you might ask in my name, he might give you. These things I command you so that you love one another. If the cosmos hates you, you know that it has hated me before you. If you were of the cosmos, the cosmos would have loved its own, but since you are not of the cosmos, the cosmos therefore hates you. Remember the word that I spoke to you. A slave is not superior to his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. If they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who has sent me. Had I not come and spoken to them, they would have borne no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates my father. If I had not performed among them the works that no one else had performed, they would have borne no sin, but they have both seen and hated both me and my father. And thus might the passage written in the law be fulfilled. When the advocate comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who comes forth from the father, he will testify concerning me. And you too must testify, for you are with me from the beginning. What word or phrase stuck out to you? For me, somewhat perversely, it was, you know that it has hated me before you. As we read a second time, try to go deeper into the text. What does your best self want you to see here in these words that Jesus is speaking? 
Where do you find God? What seems holy to you? Somehow other, higher, better, deeper, more mystical, more serene in these words. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he should lay down his soul for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I call you slaves no longer, because the slave does not know what his Lord is doing. But I have called you friends, because everything I have heard from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you should go and should bear fruit. And your fruit will last, so that whatever you might ask in my name, he might give you. These things I command you, so that you love one another. If the cosmos hates you, you know that it has hated me before you. If you were of the cosmos, the cosmos would have loved its own. But since you are not of the cosmos, the cosmos therefore hates you. Remember the word that I spoke to you. A slave is not superior to his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. If they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who has sent me. Had I not come and spoken to them, they would have borne no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates my father. If I had not performed among them the works that no one else had performed, they would have borne no sin. But they have both seen and hated both me and my father. And thus might the passage written in the law be fulfilled. When the advocate comes, whom shall I send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who comes forth from the father, he will testify concerning me. And you too must testify, for you are with me from the beginning. Where do you see God in this passage? Or if not God exactly, where do you see something spiritual in this passage? I think for me, the word that Jesus doesn't use here, but seems to kind of undergird or underpin or just be behind what he's saying is about belonging. In that phrase that they have hated me before they have hated you. As I was working on my 12 steps on step three tonight, I was thinking about what would happen if I turned my life over to the power of my higher power, to the power of God, my life and my will to turn them over. And what I wrote was that I'll no longer be able to keep such tight control over myself that I will have to end up hurting somebody. Because that's what it is to be human. People hurt other people all the time. My son hurts me, I hurt him. My wife hurts me, I hurt her. And on and on it goes. 
it's bleak and it's sad, but sometimes I think the Princess Bride has it right in a way. Life is pain, Princess, and anyone who says differently is selling something. Or maybe the Leviathan. Life is solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Words to inspire despair. Apathy. Those are not things I want to live. Those things don't feel like light to me. But with belonging... Something about the fact that they hated Jesus, the one who was perfect, and they hated him anyways. Did they hate Jesus because of Jesus? Did they hate Jesus because he was a reflection of a threat to their power, their authority, to their privilege? Did they hate Jesus because he embarrassed them? Did they hate Jesus because other people found him interesting and took attention away from them? It doesn't matter. In some ways, they hated him. People just have hate in their hearts. Maybe because of their own shame. Maybe because they didn't sleep well that night. Maybe because they're exhausted by raising three children. Maybe because they just feel isolated during a time of quarantine. Maybe because life is just hard sometimes. And if they hated Jesus, they hate God incarnate, word made flesh, light in the darkness. And they hate me too. Well, it's not really about me, then, is it? It's about them. And so, maybe it's not so much of a stretch for Glennon Doyle to say to her daughter, the only person you have to please is yourself. And if that makes other people mad, who cares? It doesn't matter. They're going to be mad about something anyway. You're going to be mad about something anyway. My yoga teacher was trying to get us to see and to understand that, well, it's great when you're here. We've been here for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, exhausting ourselves, building our strength, stretching into muscles we don't normally use, pushing ourselves to the limit, seeking growth. And now we're resting and relaxing into that relaxation mindset. Anyone can do that here when we're tired, when we're worn out, when we're listening to this gentle music. But how quickly can you find that relaxation place in the rest of your life, at work, with your kids? That's what you need to be able to do. To be able to find your own peace, to please yourself, to let your joy be complete, let my joy be complete. They hated Jesus. Somebody is going to hate you too. And that's okay. 
It's probably not about you. If it is, you can do your best to apologize, make amends, seek forgiveness, but ultimately it's about them. They hated Jesus. This last time, as we read, ask yourself, what here feels like an invitation to do something different, to be something different? What is God calling you to do in these words? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he should lay down his soul for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I call you slaves no longer, because the slave does not know what his Lord is doing. But I have called you friends, because everything I have heard from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you should go and should bear fruit, and your fruit will last, so that whatever you might ask in my name he might give you. These things I command you so that you love one another. If the cosmos hates you, you know that it has hated me before you. If you were of the cosmos, the cosmos would have loved its own. But since you are not of the cosmos, the cosmos therefore hates you. Remember the word that I spoke to you. A slave is not superior to his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. If they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who has sent me. Had I not come and spoken to them, they would have borne no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates my father. If I had not performed among them the works that no one else had performed, they would have borne no sin. But they have both seen and hated both me and my father. And thus might the passage written in the law be fulfilled. When the advocate comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who comes forth from the father, he will testify concerning me. And you too must testify, for you are with me from the beginning. What is God calling you to do or to be in this passage? For me, it feels less like invitation tonight and more like confirmation. I'm someone for whom journaling has always been a, an extremely spotty, very difficult task or endeavor. Just doesn't do much for me to write down my thoughts on paper, on a computer, in a blog. What revolutionized my life was finding a person who who made it seem that my voice mattered. Who wanted to know what I had to think, what I had to say, what was going on with me and my inner self. And I just think it's interesting, this sequence of events here, 
that Jesus describes. No one has greater love than this, that he should lay down his soul for his friends. And at first I kind of had this shock of reaction of the self-emptying, self-denying, self-abandonment spirituality I've been given under the guise of Jesus so often. But it goes on, you are my friends if you do what I command you. It's like, well, so I just have to do what Jesus tells me? I'm so often desperate to know what to do and feel this silence from God, like I have to make a decision somehow anyway, and the skies have never opened for me before. But then it says, I call you slaves no longer, because the slave does not know what his Lord is doing. And here's the kicker. But I have called you friends, because everything I have heard from the Father, I have made known to you. What's the difference between a slave and a friend, between self-emptying and love? It's sharing what is inside you with someone else. It's... Vulnerability and intimacy. And saying, this is what's inside me, and you are the one that I choose to give it to. A couple nights ago, I said, this discipline has been good for me, not because it makes me more spiritual, not because I have any great insight to the text, but because it serves as a discerner of my heart's reflections, because it allows me to just put these ideas out there for you, for me. And so I can call you, whoever you are listening to this, friends. Friends, I'm glad you're here. Friends, I'm glad we are here. I'm grateful for this time together in the Barefoot office. May we be friends tonight or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it, with Jesus. The Collect for the Second Week of Easter. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May you tonight know and feel that you have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body, that we are connected by the spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of love, the spirit that calls us and makes us friends, the spirit that fills us with the light of God, the light that we are always.